Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. Once again, you're on episode number 235, entitled... Use newsletter glue to create great emails with blocks. It was published on Thursday, the 24th of June, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and as always, a very short bit of housekeeping before we begin. If you like what WP Builds produces, the best place to find all of our content is over on our website. That is wpbuilds.com. You'll find a menu at the top of that page, and one of the best ones is wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, because if you go to that page, you'll be able to keep in touch with all that we produce each and every week. So there's newsletter lists, there's links to our YouTube channel, Twitter feed, and so on. You can find it all there and I would highly recommend that you subscribe to our newsletter and that of course is the topic that we're talking about today. Another thing going on at the moment is we're trying to launch our own social network. It's over at wpbuilds.social, that is a URL, wpbuilds.social, and it's a piece of open source software called Mastodon. You can find it and download it for yourself and fiddle about with it, but if you fancy a Twitter-style interaction, but just for the wpbuilds community, wpbuilds.social, go there and sign up. Another thing to mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week you can go there and find coupon codes. In fact, you'll find a 15% coupon code for the newsletter glue plugin that we're going to be mentioning in the show today. But it's not the only one. There's absolutely loads over there. So if you're in the market this week for something WordPressy, that might be a plugin or a theme or something else, head over there, use the big yellow button to do some searching and filtering and see if you can get yourself some money off. And the last one, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you would like to get your product or service in front of a WordPress-specific audience, you can do that with wpbuilds, a bit like A-B split test have done. Do you want to set up your A-B split test in record time? The new A-B split test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, so what are we talking about today? This is episode, as I said, number 235, and it's all about a plugin called Newsletter Glue. I am joined by Leslie Sim, who is the co-founder of this plugin, to explain how it all works. The idea really is very simple. If you would like to create newsletters, but you also want to create blog posts or stick to the WordPress block editor, she's come up with six little blocks that can enable you to do that. So what I mean by that is, If you create a post, you are simultaneously creating a newsletter. You can turn blocks on so that they appear only in the post, only in the newsletter, or both, so that you can have a sort of mix and match a la carte structure. So there are certain things in the post connected to this podcast that will only be in the newsletter and certain things which will only be on the podcast post. So it's really ingenious 
The six little blocks cover just about any scenario that you could possibly want for a newsletter, and you hook it up to your mail sender of choice, something like MailChimp, or in my case, a self-hosted solution called Sendy, and when the news post is published, out goes the newsletter. It's all automated. It's really ingenious. And to me, it really demonstrates why the whole block thing is so incredibly powerful. Who would have thought that you could create posts which would send out newsletters from blocks? Just before we begin the podcast, I would like to say that Leslie has very kindly offered listeners to WP Builds a 15% off coupon code. So if what you listen to today attracts you and you think, yes, I would like to buy that, you can click on the link in the show notes and use the offer code presented there to get yourself 15%. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast once again. This time we've got an interview and today I'm joined, uh, this is going to be a subject that I'm really close to actually, so I'm really keen to get stuck into this. I'm joined by Leslie Sim. How are you doing, Leslie? Hi, um, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Nathan. You're very welcome. Am I right in saying that you're based and currently in Singapore? That's right. Well, in that case, I'm terribly sorry for keeping you awake. It's probably, um, you know, time to have knocked off and uh, had a glass of wine by now. But uh, nevertheless, here you are. Thank you. We're um, we're talking today about a, a plugin which, uh, like I said at the top of the show, this is something that I'm really interested in. Before we get stuck into it, go to a newsletterglue.com newslettergluecom It's exactly how you would imagine it's spelt. You'll get a full-on impression of, of what it is, but just in case you're nowhere near a device that you can do that with. Uh, Leslie, I wonder if you wouldn't mind just quickly telling us what newsletter glue is, what it does, and, you know, the, the normal UVP stuff. Uh, yeah. So newsletter glue is a lightweight newsletter builder inside WordPress. And since this is a WordPress podcast, you'll totally understand when I say it's built on top of the Gutenberg block editor. Um, so we use the Gutenberg block editor experience and let you build a newsletter with a bunch of custom blocks, um, like a bulk post embed block and subscriber forms and stuff like that. Um, and we connect you to your email service provider or ESP. So that means you don't have to you know, write your blog post every week or blog posts every week in WordPress and then hop over to MailChimp or Campaign Monitor, whatever it is you're using, and write your weekly update in that um, email editor. So instead, you can do everything in WordPress, which saves a bunch of time. Um, and, you know, you're already familiar with the WordPress experience so that's that just feels more comfortable for people as well mm. the i guess people are going to be curious as to why they would do this you know it's obvious obvious to me and actually i will go into a little bit later some of the reasons i think this is a, a great idea to do it in gutenberg but just wondering from your side of and um, of things we've obviously got a ton of paid services you know SaaS apps um the, the list is endless of email autoresponders, email providers, WYSIWYG, drag and drop editors, they'll do anything. Um, why did you why did you take the punt on building this as a WordPress plugin when the competition was already so remarkably um well there's just hundreds and hundreds of incumbents out there already? Um I think the way I looked at it was there wasn't a WordPress plugin doing 
this specific thing. So as you said, there are lots of SaaS apps that uh, try to combine the blog and the newsletter together. Um, but, you know, in my mind, there are millions and millions of people already with established blogs on WordPress. And they're either not sending the newsletter because they can't stand having to, you know, pop over to Mail MailChimp, for example, every week and write their newsletter so they just don't bother. Um, and just kind of putting everything into WordPress, it it's it's just like a much nicer writing experience. Um, and on top of that, it also means that you get, you know, SEO. Uh, you benefit from SEO because your newsletters now have now are published on the web, so they kind of work the same way that blog posts would work. Mm. So they're easily accessible. You have nicer URLs, so you don't rely on um, your existing email service provider to give you an archive link. You have an archive link that's tied to your actual domain name. Um, you can add subscriber forms into your newsletter on the web that don't show up in your email. You can hide certain information, again, that uh, shows up on your email newsletter that, that doesn't show up in your archive. A whole bunch of different things that you can do once you've kind of more closely tied your email newsletter to your website. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Um, I, I was I've, I was explaining to Leslie before we press record that I've kind of gone through a whole bunch of services and providers, and uh, currently I'm using a SaaS app to send out our newsletter. That's not true. I've got two things going. I've got one which I use to send out um, posts which I create in WordPress, so that is, for example, assuming I don't move over to newsletter glue in the time between this recording and when this episode publishes, I'll have used a third-party app and I'll have basically copied and pasted a bunch of text and had to re-upload the featured image and move things around and then manually organize the date that I want that to go out to match the date and time that the, the WordPress post goes in. And Although that's not an, on an onerous task because I'm, I, I can more or less do it on autopilot now. It is still at least twenty minutes, maybe maybe fifteen minutes, something like that. So I have to go and find the, the the appropriate field, copy that across, go and find the the image which is the featured image, but find it on my desktop instead of in WordPress. Upload it, make sure it's the right dimensions, and so on and so forth. And then and then on another side, a newsletter that I produce for a show that we do on Monday stroke Tuesday, that's all taken care of within the SaaS app. They deal with the sending of it and so on. So I've got this I've got this system which is really broken because it, it's in multiple different places. And, and I've tried so many different things. I've tried WordPress plugins, which were great, but had had their own pitfalls. I've tried SaaS only, but that's got the problem because it's decoupled with WordPress. And so this this really, really seems like a a, a total shoe-in for me. Uh, in fact, I'd be, be very surprised if, if at some point very soon I don't, you know, subscribe to your service and get moving on. But I, I'm curious to know whether it can do things outside of... Uh, blog posts. So, for example, the way that you described it just then, it sounds like you you create a, let's say, a post, just a normal WordPress post, um, and you you wish to publish that on the web. And as as a as a sort of bolt-on added extra, you would like to notify your your users via an email. Is that how it works? Are we creating newsletters based upon posts? 
you know, does it go out one post equals one email or can we kind of amass them so that every month it sends out a curated list of them? How, what, what is going on exactly? Um, well, first off, thanks, thanks for saying that you're planning to use my plugin. Can't wait to have you on board hmm. and I'll definitely roll out the red carpet <laughs> when you do. That's very kind. <laughs> um, so the way it works right now, and I'll talk a little bit more about how we hope to change that in the future. But the way it works right now is um, you can do both. So you can either send an existing blog post out as an email. So you write your blog post and then you send that entire thing out to your email subscribers the moment you hit publish. So that's um, one possibility. Then the other possibility, um, which is how I think most of our existing customers use it, is they create a separate um, post. So let's say you've got, um, throughout the week, you've written three blog posts, right? And then on the Friday or something, you create a new blog post, so a fourth one, and that one curates the three blog posts that you've written as well as like a personal message um, for your subscribers, and then you send that out separately. And then you you'd put that in a newsletter category, for example. And so... Again, like categories work exactly the same way blog posts work, right? Because you're all you're just doing everything in WordPress. And so now you've got this nice, neat newsletter category in your blog and people can click on it to read your newsletters. Um, and you just use that as a way to separate your blog posts from your newsletters. Okay, I, I understand. So we were creating a sort of separate post. And in, in the days before Gutenberg, that would have been quite a quite a tricky proposition, wouldn't it? But now that we've got these blocks and this block methodology, um, and in your case, the block takes care of a variety of different ways to style it and so on. That's That seems like a really nice idea. So do we, when we're in the post that we're using to create, let, let's let's take the example of the um, the post where we're creating three, three articles that we've written during the week. Do we then click on a, uh, a newsletter glue block, which then gets added to the the content and then do we have options to style it in the menu as as we are so growing used to with other blocks uh yeah that's exactly right so you um my favorite way of doing it is creating reusable blocks and using that to create templates right um so you know you add your for example your introduction um a post embed block and your footer into a reusable block. And so when you add a new post, you add your reusable block and there's your newsletter template. Um, and in the post embed block, that's kind of like a, it's like you can bulk add posts to your newsletter. So you copy and paste, let's say five different links and um, it immediately shows up in a nice table uh, with the featured image, the header, the uh, description all pulled in. And you can make some formatting changes, and uh, and then you're done. Okay, um, the the bit that you just described is actually a real time saver, and you sort of you sort of it, uh, said it as as if it was nothing. But for me, that would be a really big deal <laughs> because each time you you're pulling in the featured image and so on, that's actually saving quite a lot of clicks. Does that only apply to to blog posts that are, are created upon my own website? Or can I, for example, in a curated newsletter where, and in my case, I'm I'm creating newsletters based upon content which other people are creating on other WordPress 
um, properties like WP Tavern and all these other blogs. Can I paste in a link from them and you'll go and scrape the featured image? Or as I say, is it just able to do that kind of thing for for things that are already on my on my uh, website? Uh, yeah, so we can do both good news. Nice. Um, yeah, so both internal links and external ones as well. Okay. Um, and what are the sort of styling options? So in a typical newsletter that I send, most of it is just text with links. So I will I will highlight the the, the article's name, uh, you know, the title of that particular post, and then I'll offer a little brief description. The the if there's a featured image that I manually create because I have to do all that manually currently, then that becomes a link as well. Um, but basically that's it. And and I don't have with the platform that I'm using at the minute, I don't have really too many options. You know, I can't float the image left. I can't float the image right. I can't make it into a square or a rectangle. Um, presumably you have those kind of options, you know, change the font, change the weight and so on and change the, the dimensions of the images and so forth. Uh, yeah, so we've kept it relatively simple, but um, flexible as well based on what at least I think as a self-professed newsletter nerd, what I think uh, newsletter writers would want. And so um, in our case, you can have like a 100% uh, block. So that would mean the images, the full width, the text is the full width. And then you also have 50-50. So text and image are 50-50 or 30-70 or 70-30. And then you can move the image left and right as well. Okay, um, that's just this is great. I'm really excited about this. The <laughs> I, I'm one of the big constraints upon writing email is the is the just the legacy mess that we're left with because certain email clients can do this and that and the other thing, and many many people are on outdated email clients that can't do half of what they need to do, and so on. And and so email sending to be uh, to to look good everywhere, shall we say, is fraught with difficulties. Now, I'm presuming that because we're keeping this fairly simple and it's images, texts, and links, and that's more or less it, you, you've got some sort of guarantee of the deliverability and the readability and so on with what you're creating? Uh, yep. So the nice thing about the way we've set things up, deliverability is handled by the email service provider. So um, whether that's MailChimp, MailerLite, uh, I think we are connected to six or seven ESPs now. Um, so those guys, you know, whose sole and main job it is to take care of deliverability at a massive, massive scale, um, we rely on them to do that bit. And then in terms of formatting, um, that's that's honestly like a constant struggle. Mm -hmm. So we, we do use... Uh, litmus and email and asset right. and stuff like that to test um, to make sure that the email formatting is okay um, but even then you know with the slightest and smallest things that you want to do you have to like make sure it works across uh, hundreds of different email clients and not everything or not every client email client will display things the exact same way i know <laughs> um, and that's just something you just kind of have to live with well also curiously that the more complicated you want your design to be the more difficult it is to achieve that across the board whereas whereas what what you're doing and what i do with my newsletter it really is you know background colors text and images and that and links 
that's about it. There's nothing more complicated. So I feel that you're in a, a fairly safe area. You know, if anything's going to work, it's a plain text with a few email, uh, sorry, a few images newsletter. So so that's quite good. You mentioned that um, you mentioned that you, you're using these third party sending services and you, you said that there were six of them. I'm just wondering, because this is bound to be the point of of, of either jumping on board or, or saying, well, I can't use that. It just simply doesn't work with the thing that I need it to work with. Do you do you have a list of those six currently? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's Mailchimp. Let me just pull it out so I yeah. don't miss anyone. Uh, Mailchimp, MailerLite, Send in Blue, Campaign Monitor, Active Campaign, Get Response, and Sendy. Okay. Um, I'm sure that that probably covers most people's needs, and we'll get onto the roadmap in a moment. But I'm I'm curious as to how that works because you know in, in the case of uh, things like Mailchimp, it's very much a you know they would love for you to build all that stuff over there. You know, use their uh, WYSIWYG editor, use their drag and drop editor. Are you literally sending the email over to them, and they will instantly send it for you? Because I've never really been involved in that side of things. You know, I've always pressed the the go button. Is that how it works? <laughs> do, do when the article is published on WordPress? It, it gets pushed to, let's use the example of MailChimp, why not? Um, gets pushed to MailChimp and then it will instantly send over there or does it go into like some sort of draft status that you need to then just check or how does all that actually work in the case of MailChimp? Um, so we actually make use of their APIs. Mm-hmm. So with all of these email service providers, we use their APIs to send send the emails or send test emails and stuff like that. Um, so you don't have to go into the the Mailchimp editor, for example, and um, send it once. Like it's not a matter of like we import it into Mailchimp and then you have to go into Mailchimp to press send. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send it straight away from WordPress. Okay, right. So basically, you click go and and it goes to Mailchimp. Mailchimp are just handling the sending of it and therefore handling all the the subscribe and unsubscribe problems that you you may have. Yeah, that's nice. Um, You mentioned one in there that is curious to me. Apologies, listeners, if this is of no interest to you. You you may be switched off for the next (laughs) minute or two, but I have an install of a a third-party... Well, no, it's not a third-party. It's a a self-hosted piece of software. It's a PHP script called Sendy. And I was curious because in the time that we arranged to have this interview and now, that got added and... And so that that's a really nice way of doing this on your own hardware, if you like. You know, if you've got a DigitalOcean droplet lying around doing nothing, you could quickly, for I think it's fifty nine dollars or something, get yourself a copy of Sendy, configure it with uh, Amazon SES, and the the cost of that is just ridiculously low. So I'm I'm really delighted that you've added that in. Yeah, um, I'm excited about that as well. I think it it pairs well because you know Sendy. Um, is like a super easy way to manage your subscribers and all that. But as you alluded to, um, its editor is also quite pared down. And so yeah. uh, partnering up with us that, you know, let us lets us take care of um, a part that Cindy's not so good at and lets us use Cindy for the part that we're not so good at. So yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, it works well. That, that, that really that almost is the... The, the moment at which I'm going to jump over, really, because I've got that sitting there. I love Sendy, but for anything other than plain text, well, unless you're prepared to literally write in tables, 
then doing anything more complicated in Send is a bit of a trial. You have to do it and then import it and make sure that everything's aligned and so on. Plus, they've got this quirky unsubscribe link, which I notice you've taken care of as part of your UI, which is really nice to see as well. You'd have to go back in and, and edit all that. Um, the, the One of the things that I'm curious about is whether you've got deeper integrations within WordPress. So as an example, is it possible to, to send based upon certain conditions? So for example, in my case, I might have a category of, well, let's say newsletter for the want of anything else. And I might have various other categories, but only stuff under the umbrella of the newsletter category ought to go out. I'm just wondering if you have conditions that can be set up, you know, delays so that it sends at certain times of the day, any other sort of automated stuff that's going on in the background. Um, we don't have anything particularly clever right now, but what we have done is um, worked worked out quite well with the schedule button within the post right. editor. Right. Um, so if you schedule a post, then uh, you can schedule a newsletter as well, and you can unschedule it if you like, if you you know have regrets. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Okay. Okay. Um, so we've on the on the top of the website we've got um, three three out three things in the main menu. Uh, the first one of which is newsletter glue features, and I just want to sort of talk through all of these because um, we haven't really talked about the way things look and the the bits and pieces that will actually be included in the email. So the first one um, of the seven, I think it is that you describe, one of which I think is a roadmap feature is the the author byline which might not sound like a great a great deal but it is quite a nice thing to include tell us what that one is and then we'll just go through them very quickly one at a time uh, cool okay so the author byline is um it's yeah as you as you mentioned it's something that you'd see at the top of many blog posts so you know in your case it might say Nathan Wrigley uh, founder of WP builds and and then we add a follow link as well so People can click on it to, for example, go to your website or go to Twitter um, and follow follow you over there. Uh, yeah, and it's just kind of a nice way to put a face to the newsletter. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. And you, you just see this all over the place in blogs. It typically lives at the bottom, doesn't it? But it's quite nice to quite nice to surface it in an email. And again, because that's a block and you could make it into a reusable, well, you should make it into a reusable block. <laughs> you can just click one button and there it will be in uh in every single email. Speaking of which, I'm just going to segue for a moment and move away from your uh, features. Is it possible to um, create, I know that you could do this inside of Gutenberg, but do you have like a templating facility where you could just sort of drag in a, a newsletter glue pre-created template or would we need to do that through the, the mechanism of the block editor and save a, save a whole load of reusable blocks? Um, we're hoping to create templates in the future, but that's a uh, huge it's yeah that's going to take months um so for now we just have the reusable blocks method yeah. which i think works really well actually yeah i mean i have i have reusable blocks for more or less all the content that i repeat over and over again on wordpress so blog posts have a reusable block and news items have a reusable block and then i just convert them into regular blocks just before i edit them you know so that it's not saving as a sort of you know it's not saving and rewriting and that would completely function which is another example of why i think this is so perfect inside of gutenberg because all of that stuff's kind of built in already okay 
Right, moving on. We're back to the list of seven different things. The next one is mm-hmm. a call-out card, which we're probably familiar with on the web, but maybe not in emails. What's that one? Uh, yeah, so call-out cards just gives you an easy way to format um, a block, essentially. So let's say that you were you know, writing, writing your post, and then a couple of paragraphs in, you want to add a definition or add... Uh, a side note or something, then using a call-out card is the perfect way to do that. Um, I also have, I also know a bunch of um, users use call-out cards for sponsored posts. Yes. So if you want to, you know, yeah, um, yeah. So create like a background and like, you know, maybe your your uh, sponsors colors or something like that. You can add that to the call-out card, and it just makes everything look a bit nicer. Yeah, so it, it essentially it's just making something slightly different from the uh, from the rest of it in the UI, so that when you're reading through the email, something kind of stands out to attention. It doesn't have to be uh, doesn't have to be screaming at you with a bright red neon background or anything, but you know a subtle <laughs> a subtle thing. Do you um do you have the option? I'm just gonna again, sorry, I'm gonna segue because there's just so many thoughts coming into my head. The is it possible, for example, to inject Let's say, for example, I've got another plugin which is taking care of pushing via shortcodes things into posts. That may be an advert, but it may be I don't know a I don't know something that displays within the post. How would that be handled? Let's take the example of if I've got an, an advert which is uh, a, a done by a different plugin and it's got a shortcode which surfaces a a link it, which is inside of an image in a blog post. Could newsletter glue consume that and send it out in the email, or is it only would it would it exclude things that are created by shortcodes? Uh, I really have to see how the whole thing was done, so it's mm-hmm. a bit hard for me to know yeah. this way. Um, off the top of my head, uh, it's likely that the HTML will be pulled in, um, but the styling won't be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's just what I would expect to have yeah, happen. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Okay. Anyway, so there's the call out card. Next up we've got metadata, which I guess most people know what that is, but maybe in, not in the context of an email. So what's the metadata? Uh the metadata is my second favorite feature. Um the post embeds block which we've been talking about uh, is my first. So the metadata uh block uh is gives you in seconds um, let me see if I get this right. Uh, the author, the post author's profile picture and name, um, date, publishing date, uh, gives you the option to add a location um, hmm. to your newsletter as well, and uh, reading time, and finally a read online link. So um, all of that is auto-generated, and so you know if you are reading the newsletter on the on your email client, let's say Gmail, uh, you can click on the read online link and that would take you straight to the blog, which mm. is kind of nice and you know gives people a way to head back to your blog. Yeah, it's a nice feature added in as well because in my case, it's basically just me. So if anybody receives my newsletter, it you know you just know it's me that's, that's written all that stuff. So it, it's of no consequence, but it's a team of writers and and maybe you have one person on that team who you've just discovered over time is your favorite author and you rather see their stuff so it's quite nice to be able to sort of say oh that that particular article that was done by Leslie great i'm going to open that one so it, it it's the usual 
WordPress metadata, but surfaced in an email for convenience. Does that does that attach itself then? How do we switch that on and off? Let's say I've I've brought in a a post that was previously written on my WordPress website. Do we do we have to drag that in and then write all of those boxes in, or can we just toggle a box on a on a newsletter piece, one of the blocks, and and it will it will then create the the metadata uh, block for us? How does it work? Um, so, if for example you open an existing blog post and you add the metadata block into it, it will generate the data based on that blog post, including Great. the author of that blog post. Okay, so that's that's the easiest way that you can imagine to do it. That's lovely. Um, people are going to want to know about this one, subscribers. So obviously there's, there's a subscribe form which comes along with this. Uh, it looks fairly nice and straightforward. It's not asking for anything unnecessary. Uh, in the setup that you've got shown on your website, it only asks for the email field. How, how configurable is that? And, and where's it linking to? So for example, in the case where I'm using Sendy, uh, how is the subscriber information from that form getting to Sendy? Or maybe it's not. And I, am I able to configure that box to add in additional things like, for example, uh, I'd like your name, not just your email address as well? Uh, yeah, so the good news with that is you we actually connect you to your email service provider right at the start during the onboarding. And from that moment on, all the forms work like magic. So you never ever have to connect the form every single time, which is always a pain. Um, so it's you know it's as simple as adding a block to your post. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with regards to formatting, so we actually have a bunch of different things that you can add to the form. Uh, we have headings, paragraphs, uh, a name, uh, a checklist, which I understand um, is really important for GDPR. Mm-hmm, I think yeah, like yeah. the day after we launched the form, someone was like, I can't use this unless you have a check checkbox. <laughs> right, yes. Um, so we added that in quickly. Uh, and the checkbox allows you also to segment. So uh, for example, with the form, uh, you get segmented to one list. And then if you add the checkbox, you um, get you can add like a separate list or something like that. Mm. Um, and then there's also text beneath the form. So, you know, that um, sometimes you see in forms where they say no spam or yes. um, they have that yes. little yes. message. Yeah, so we've got that option for you to add as well. Uh, and finally, you can uh, customize the confirmation uh, text as well. Okay. So I think that the, the biggest takeaway from me there is that there's there's a, a nice hardwired integration between the, the sender, in my case, Sendy or MailChimp or whatever it may be. And if somebody subscribes to that list, then you literally shoot the email across over to them and they take care of the, the double opt-in side of things and all of that and confirm that they are a legitimate thing. And then I'm, I'm guessing that on the flip side of this, you've also, is it possible to unsubscribe obviously i'm imagining there's an unsubscribe link inside the email itself because that's that's the rules but um but is there a place that you can be sent to on the um on the wordpress website where they can unsubscribe if they i don't know type in an email address or anything like that uh no No. not nothing so fancy unfortunately okay um and one last thing on the forms is it possible to add additional fields so we've got 
the the email address, which is frankly all that we need. But sometimes we like to have a bit more, don't we? Um, name and so on. Not right now. So it's we have the name. So it's name and email right oh, now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Um, right, moving on. We've got three more to go. We've got social embeds. <laughs> what? What? I don't. I've never been into uh, putting social stuff in my newsletter. So this one is is fairly new to me. What's this one? Okay, I'm going to have to pull up my own website right now to see <laughs> how I've talked about it because we, we've we actually changed it quite a bit from the original oh, okay. plan. That's uh, always a good sign, it. though, when the uh, when the development is moving at such a pace that you, you, you can't actually remember what the feature looks like on the website uh, <laughs> only a few weeks ago. That's great. Uh, okay, yeah, good. So I've updated it on the site as oh, well. Oh, well, well done. Um, yeah, so with the social embeds, um, originally it was going it was going to be like you have a, you have to add a block and then inside the block you add your Twitter link or something like that, um, and then we realized you know that's not how Gutenberg uh, handles social no. embeds no. natively, and so no. that might not be obvious to people. Um, so now we just kind of work off of the way people already do it with. Gutenberg. So that means uh, you could just add a link, a Twitter link, for example, directly into um, the block editor, and then that gets formatted in the newsletter. So it's actually kind of like an invisible feature. Um, you don't really see it happening, but we just take care of all the stuff behind yeah. the scenes and okay. you get a nice Twitter card or YouTube card and so on. Okay. And that, that happens... Um, for Twitter and YouTube, I understand, but maybe maybe there's some other services on the road map. I don't know. Um, but okay, that's nice. And I think we mentioned this one. The, the the final one, which is extant at the moment, is is post embeds. You actually mentioned this as part of the the the, the stuff toward the beginning. But anyway, we'll we'll go through this. It's sort of like a card view of posts. So yeah, over to you. Post embeds. Uh, yeah, so that, as you mentioned, is a card view of posts. Um, you add links into the block, and we auto-generate the featured image, the header, and the description of the post for you. And all of that is um, editable, so you can go in and change the, you know, for example, if you felt that the original blog post didn't have a catchy enough title and you wanted to change it, you can go in and just do that. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, and then you can change like for example the background of each card um if you have branding and stuff like that yep uh yep. so so yeah looks, looks really nice i should say this is all over at newsletterglue.com forward slash features and the the last one which is a i'm imagining a roadmap item uh is labeled as coming soon at the moment perhaps by the time <laughs> this episode airs this will one will be on the web, on the website already and maybe there'll be another one the eighth coming soon item this is table. What what are you planning around tables? Because that that's um that's a feature I can well imagine using actually, but it doesn't exist in the setup I've got at the moment. Um, yeah. So table tables is something that we wish that we didn't have to build, um, but because email clients are stuck in a different time than uh, web browsers, indeed, we have to. We have to deal with tables. Uh, so basically, tables is the same thing as columns um, in a web browser. It's just that uh, we kind of have to format it in a simpler way. Yeah. 
um, so that it's readable in in your email. Uh, yeah, so that's just kind of the unfortunate way we have to go about it. Yeah, so in the case of creating a two-column layout, it would be done with, with tables. Is that how you're sort of describing it? And then presumably if you wanted to, I don't know, um, make the table not appear in the email, you would then have to color it the same as the background. But but the intention is to be able to have multi-column layouts, but done through through the, <laughs> let's say, the archaic method of tables. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I can well imagine. But there's lots of situations where I have in the past created content that literally is just a few words. It's a link to a, I don't know, it might be a WordPress deal, and the, the title is literally 30% off WP Rocket or something. And if I've got 12 or 13 of those in an email, it uses up so much vertical space. Whereas if I could put them in a three-column layout side by side, it would consume a third of the space and be equally accessible. So there are there are situations where I think this would be totally useful. So I'm, I'm glad that you're putting that in. In terms of um, other roadmap features, is there anything else that you do have planned aside from tables in the in the near future? Because it being a new plugin, I guess you're trying to iterate on it fairly quickly, and you may have some some grand ideas. Uh, yeah, we've we've got features coming out of our eyeballs. Actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I wish I could I could multiply myself so that we could build faster <laughs> myself and my co-founder. Um, yeah, so as I um, kind of alluded to earlier on, we we're planning to build templates. Um, and um, more importantly, we're planning to build a custom post type. So oh. currently, mm. you have to, yeah. Uh, so currently, we have, you have to uh, write your newsletters like you would a blog post. Um, but with the custom post type, we will be able to, uh, it will actually be very much the same editing experience. It's just that we will be able to have a little bit more control. Um, so right now, for example, if someone uh, has a bunch of uh stackable or generate blocks um like they've got a bunch of special blocks yep. um and they add that into the newsletter thinking it'll all magically work uh it won't everything breaks oh um, no yeah i mean just just because you know that it's not it's not email uh, compatible html exactly. yeah 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 and so like people don't um necessarily understand that um and so having our own custom post type just helps us, you know, prevent those plugins, for example, from loading in our custom post type and making sure everything uh, is formatted the oh, way I we see. want to okay. format so it. It's built as a way of preventing things from going wrong. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, before you carry on with the roadmap stuff, if there is any, um, with that, could I create a custom post type of my own? Just, I don't know, call it, newsletter glue or something and use that so long as I didn't j try to fancy it up with stackable and cubely and you know generate blocks blocks would it be all right to or do you do, do do we at the minute have to use the wordpress post type uh no so you can use um you can create your own custom post type oh, okay. and I actually saw someone on twitter mentioned that he'd done that yeah um so I was quite excited to see I think what that's he'd done. I think that's what I do just to leave it less cluttered but also it, you know it gets its own um gets its own gets its way out of the regular archive and things like that which might be 
might be quite a useful thing. And yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Anyway, so templates is on yeah. the roadmap. Anything else? Um, more integrations always. So mm, nice. We kind of yeah, like try to batch them together and go through a whole cycle where we add a bunch. Um, so more integrations. Uh, custom post type templates. Um, we also want to slowly move into content restriction and um, haven't figured how yeah. we'll implement it yet, but doing some sort of paid thing will be really nice. Like a paid so whether newsletter, that means... paid blocks. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, paid, paid newsletter. So not... Okay, let me just get my head around this. So the entire newsletter is paid, not just visibility of certain bits of the newsletter, so certain blocks within that newsletter wouldn't get published. No, that's ridiculous. That would be far too hard to do. Ignore me. Carry on. <laughs> um, actually, no. So we, we, I mean, that that would be ideal. Uh, so we do, you know, so we're working on the content restriction first. And then on top of that, we figure out how to gate certain bits and things like that. Um, but on the subject, of hiding things from the email newsletter and so forth. Um, that's actually one of the um, key features of Newsletter Glue, um, that you are able to show and hide different parts. So you can show show something in the blog post that's hidden from the email newsletter or vice versa. Um, and that's like a really cool and easy way to add more, in, like kind of, bring your website and your newsletter closer together while still keeping things separate. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. So you could have additional features over on the website as a sort of, I don't know, as a way of bringing people to the to your actual domain, which you might allude to in the newsletter, and it would be there ready on the post, uh, the newsletter yep. glue post, but it wouldn't be visible in the... Yeah, that's ingenious. That's quite a nifty idea. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Good. Yeah. Um, anything else? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just on the subject of the show height, show height thingy, um, one of the one of the ways that I like doing it would be, for example, on the uh, web version of your newsletter, you have a um, subscriber form. Right. And so, you know, if someone forwarded the link to the newsletter issue to a friend and that friend reads that newsletter, they have a subscriber form inside the newsletter itself, and that lets them subscribe. Um, so that's one way that I would show show content in the uh, web that's hidden from the newsletter, because you obviously can't have a form in the newsletter because email clients don't let that happen. No, no. Um, and it's weird for subscribers to receive that anyway. Um, so, and then the on the flip side, uh, what I would do is, for example, because you want people to also subscribe to your newsletter, um, people who visit your site. Uh, so you might have like a special deal or something that's only available to newsletter subscribers. And so you would show that in your newsletter um, and hide that from your blog. Yeah, that's great. What a nifty idea. Yeah, the, my head is spinning with different options there. There's so many things that... Well, in my case, there's probably not a lot of hiding to be done just because of the nature of the fact that I send out an email and I really do want you to get all of it but I can imagine for for people who are into marketing and you know using a particular aspect of an email as a funnel to make something else happen but back on the website like you say these kind of things you know find out more click on this go to the post see the subscribe form or whatever it might be the fact that you can turn things off so you could literally write entire articles 
um, and just hide certain bits of them. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, yeah, sorry. Anything else? Um, that's about all I can review at the moment. Oh, well, that's fine. Saying stuff, yes, because yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to say things and then like not, yeah, not, not deliver. end up happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so I'm going to put in one request, which you, you, I've already spoken to you before we record, but I, I don't know if this is of interest because um, when I say that, I mean of interest to some of the people listening. Uh, the service that I use at the moment comes with a, a Chrome extension, which allows me to peruse the web. And in my case, I'm just wandering about looking for WordPress related content and I can click a button in Chrome and um, and it's and it's makes um, makes a makes a post out of that in our newsletter in a sort of draft state um, unless I command it to go into the newsletter it doesn't it floats there sort of lurking as a draft and then I log into the SaaS platform and make it live in the next newsletter and so that's just a, a really frictionless way of creating curated news and and although i know that the the method that you've got well actually tell us about your whether or not a you're planning to do anything like that but b you've got a nice workaround for people who want to curate newsletters um so conveniently the the way that i currently do it is also the way i plan to add this feature into um, our plugin so the, the way I personally do it for my own newsletter is that I have a Chrome extension for Notion. Mm-hmm. So Notion's like a, I don't know what you would call it, a to-do list yeah. writer documentation uh, app that's quite popular these days. And so um, if I see a link that I like, I'll use the Chrome extension to copy, um, to save it into Notion. And then uh, when it's time to write my newsletter, I just open up my Notion, check and check through the links, see which ones I like, and paste the links into WordPress. So that's how I've done it right now. Um, and the way I envision at least the um, feature working in the future for in our plugin would be to connect um, a bunch of similar bookmark apps. So like Notion, Evernote, uh, Bear, I think, is another one. Yeah, Pocket seems to be popular um, as well. Yeah, Pocket, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, so you connect that directly into the plugin, and so you have like a drop down of um, all your links from Notion or from Pocket, and then you can just click, and uh, it'll be added straight onto your post. Yeah, I'm I'm a big user in the previous iteration. Um, without this SaaS service with the Chrome extension, I was I was recording everything in Evernote and giving it a I can't remember what they call it. A, um, is it a a tag? That's it. Uh, Evernote uses tags, and and so I would give it a tag of newsletter, and then I would go in at the just before publishing it, and then go and copy and paste those links across. And so so that would be a really similar experience to me it would just mean that i'm doing it all in one go as opposed to sort of doing them one at a time but yeah that's that's really nice that's really really nice so um good grief we've we've used up so much of your time i'm sorry the the next important thing i suppose is to ask about um how much this actually costs you know if you've got just the one price or there's several prices you are of course going to find this on the pricing page which is newsletterglue.com forward slash pricing but do you want to tell us at the time of recording what your different plans are uh yeah so right now our 
cheapest plan is $57 a year for a single site license. Um, and then it moves up to $99 for five sites and $279 for 25 sites. Okay, so we've got writer at 57 US, I'm guessing, publisher 99 and agency at 279 It feels like a really nice a nice option to, if you're an agency owner or you build, you're a freelancer and you're building WordPress websites for clients, this feels like a really nice sweet spot kind of plugin that you can throw at them and say, look, you can, you can now do your own newsletters. And so having something like the agency site, you could, you could well imagine that you charge them a monthly retainer for this kind of service and a newsletter glue would take care of the actuality of it and you know you could you could offer it and make some additional revenue from it yeah i think we have a bunch of agencies using it for yep. this exact reason yep. and i think one of the things that they like about it as well is uh then they only have to teach their clients about wordpress and not have to also teach them about MailerLite or mailchimp or whatever yeah um other thing as yeah, well. that's the nice thing I think about it is that Gutenberg takes care of the lifting of the, you know, positioning things in the correct place and so on, and uh, and the deliverability is taken care of by, well, in my case, Sendy, which I've I've never never come across a service that actually built the email for Sendy to then send. So I think you've done a, done a really nice job, and I know that quite a few of the people that listen to this have dabbled with Sendy and various other things. So we'll yeah we'll have to see how that works. So. Um, Leslie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. One last time, um, newsletterglue.com. And just before we go, is there any social network that you hang out on or email address that you feel comfortable giving out so that people can contact you if they've listened to this and want to know more? Um, yeah, so they can contact me on either on Twitter DMs. It's news, at newsletterglue. Um, so same just the two words together nothing in between newsletter glue um, or they can email me at leslie at newsletterglue.com and or they can find me on twitter as well leslie underscore pizza and i'm leslie pizza elsewhere on the web as well so if they <laughs> google that they'll find me <laughs> oh, that's very nice well thank you so much for joining us today and talking about newsletter glue thank you thanks so much nathan it's been great being on well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I obviously do make use of this plugin. I hope that you can see the benefits of it if you are sending out newsletters, maybe for yourself or perhaps for somebody else, your clients and so on. This is a really solid solution and it enables you to do all of the heavy lifting inside of one interface. The interface for posts is the same as the interface for newsletters, so it's really ingenious. Just a quick reminder, Leslie was very kind. She gave us 15% off for WP Builds listeners. And if you head over to the post, you'll be able to see in the show notes, search for episode number 235, and you'll be able to find a coupon code over there. So click on the link in the show notes and use the coupon code mentioned there. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Tests in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress Block Editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. We will be back next week 
Thursday will be a podcast episode. As this has been an interview, I'll be chatting with David Wormsley on the A to Z of WordPress. And then every Monday, 2pm UK time, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And we do the This Week in WordPress show with my good friend Paul Lacey. We'll have some notable WordPress guests on. So there's lots coming up this week. You take care, stay safe. Bye-bye for now.